You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. All right, guys, so this is part one of our three-part California versus Texas and then some series on the Fundamental Fast Pitch podcast. Uh, hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here with Jessica Tanner. Oh, oh okay. Damn it. Mark for Reddit. Almost said Heather Maloney. Okay, hold on. <laughs> and not Heather Maloney. There you go. I'm going to say and not Heather Maloney. I'm going to say and not Heather Maloney because I feel like I'm going to mess up my routine. Okay, hold on. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here with Jessica Tanner on the Fundamental Fest. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm very excited. Last try. I promise. I got it. <laughs> Um, let me type out because I'm like now, now I typed Heather and I'm not saying Heather. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here with Jessica Tanner on the Fundamental Fast Pitch Podcast. This is episode 70, California versus Texas. Are we going for clickbait this episode? Possibly. Uh, Coach Jess, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you, Mike? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Um, California versus Texas. This will not be a political day, debate, but rather the differences uh, in league slash rec, whatever you want to call it, rec ball. How are you doing? Good. I do have to say it feels a little bit weird having like California versus Texas conversations when I'm actually sitting in Scottsdale, Arizona today. So a little bit weird on that one, but always happy and excited to talk about my home state. So I think uh, I think with this one, I know that – we'll both kind of have some differencing opinions and experiences. And I just kind of want to talk through what your experience has been like um, having your child and your children grow up in California little league and you being involved like on the board and as a volunteer versus what um, I know your children are not in league ball now, but I'm in the, kind of that situation. So I just kind of want to know some of the differences. So I also find it hilarious that you were on the West Coast where I spent the first 37 years, 36, excuse me, years of my life. And I am in the, I guess, what what would you call this? Central? This isn't really central. I mean, I'm in the central that's, time Mike, zone. That's called the South. The South. I am in the South, obviously, <laughs> for two years. But no, it's funny. Uh, and I'm, I, I think this should be a pretty fun topic. We're kind of taking this episode a little lighter than some of our other content. We'll wait for... Uh, Heather, get back to get back into the mechanisms and mechanical part of softball, which we have some good ones coming up between softball and some more positional spotlights for you guys. And my uh, favorite upcoming episode, creating a team culture, which will be on the horizon very shortly. But yeah, so, you know, the, the show is now playing uh, softball, which is fantastic. Um, I've had my kids and been involved with them for a very long time since I want to say, uh, so my son is 13. He'll be 14 in February. Since he was three, I've been at some part uh, coaching or volunteering so going over 10 years now and uh labor of love would be putting it um politely um <laughs> but there is some differences i'm sure between california and texas as it relates to league ball jess yeah so um i mean you've heard and you've been part of the conversations thus far on all the stuff that we've talked about like um on some of the position spotlights and what you're looking for in players yeah. and things like that what um walk me a little bit through just California Little League itself on the softball side. Um, what are some of like, I guess I'm more so curious on some of the rules and so, so I know pitching here- parent 101. I'm jumping into it, Jess. I'm cutting you <laughs> off. The one that it's a, pitching parent 101, we've been over it. Um, and I'm sorry, like the rules and stuff we can get through out in California. There was a lot of Little League softball, but there was also a lot of a, a lot of USA softball. There was another sanction um, that wasn't near us that I don't recall 
Hall, but there was like three within like a 60 mile radius. Um, where we're at in Texas, um, you know, there's KGSA, there's Rose Rich, um, there's a couple other ones, Sealy, um, three that come to mind for me. Um, and again, those are just ones that I've been around. So I'm sure there's a lot more locally, but in California, things aren't spread out as much as in Texas. So there's a lot more um, softball, uh, a lot more baseball as it relates to just the populace being so more condensed and so more, you know, around. I, I could I could leave my city growing up and within 25 minutes have been through six different cities, Jess. So it was just, and each city being between 50 and 125,000 people. Now, granted, I was in Southern California, which is extremely populated, but I mean, my experience in league ball, and it's funny because when I first came out here, again, I always tell the story. I came out here, uh, type, 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 Facebook. I'm looking for my daughter to pitch. You're like, hey, we got some innings. Thus, I met Coach Jess. But I remember having signed up and you met Eason and you're like, you're not going to get a lot out of um, league ball. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, and she's like, you're like um, the, 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 the pitching out here tying it back together. I, I was going somewhere that uh, they don't start <laughs> pitching till 10 you. Right. So we started pitching granted only for, for like three or four months when you met Easton, but um, eh, maybe a little longer than that. Not, not, not quite a year though. Um, we started pitching in eight U. So there was that 30 feet pitching rubber and eight U with the 10 inch balls, the soft core balls. And I, I guess I want to kick it back to you before I get into my experiences is what, with that is why do you think that's not something that they do out here in Texas? But that could, because I can fully tell you in AU, we had a very, very competent and capable group of girls that were pitching. Yeah. You know, I struggle with that one too. Um, especially seeing how many select teams there are now at those young levels. Um, I actually just had a mini conversation with um, Al Perez, the president over at KGSA about this. And um, there's just so many select teams that are kind of like that next level experience or competition or whatever you call it, even six U and eight U. Um, so uh, they're fantastic, but I think it just has to do with like, I guess what's always been done is the best answer I can give you. Kind of just, I don't, I don't think the leagues around us here in Texas have caught up to the growth of the sport itself. Um, It has absolutely boomed since I started playing. And while you do have more select The last three years, Jess, since we we started playing softball three years ago, from the Mm -hmm. last three years, we started, it is not the same. Yeah. And just with, I mean, with that being said, I think that they just, they're a little bit behind the curve. Um, on, on that same note, there are some rules even in league that I just, I can't get on board with. Um, for example, uh, Please I, tell me I, as I'm, a catcher is to drop third strike. Please it tell me. Is. To drop third yes, yeah. it is. What are we I doing? Touch where it's going. So, because it's so, um, it's so ridiculous. Like, well, here again, just the, I feel like it's a disservice to the girls in the league that are at an age where the rule is already in effect and every other select um, sanction there is. So if like, if that's something that you're, for example, I'll take one of the leagues around here. They don't introduce the drop third strike rule until the second half of their 10 U season. So whatever season they're in, they get halfway through their games and then they randomly like implement the drop third strike. Now it's time. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's like, well, one, that's a problem because you've got, you've got teams that are at different points in their season. So depending on if they're playing a team that's already halfway through their games or not, like, 
do we do the drop third strike or not? Because one team may have played eight games and another team may have only played four or five. And so there's um, levels and, and you actually like to post on Facebook and I'm throwing you under the bus here. I know, I know Jenna posted it. I, it totally hit home with me. Like loved it. Coaching is a tool. We are like, like we are here to instruct and to guide, but each kid's different passion or God given ability. Cause it's a thing. You know, it, it leads them to different paths and, and different times and different experiences and different, you know, abilities at an early age. But before you continue down that path, I, I do want to say just to touch the 10 stuff. It was the same thing out here. Drop third strike half of the season. Now, we. but here's the problem, though, for me. And this is why it was stupid for me. So before we moved out here, we played a 10 season the last three months and an eight season. Eason got to pitch from 30 feet throwing 40 miles per hour with no drop third strike. It was stupid. Like every girl was start, and I'm not what I'm damn it. I'm darn it. Excuse me. <laughs> Easton at Easton throwing 40 miles per hour at eight and a half years old and eight you was silly. Like the catcher didn't have to catch the ball. Like it was not helpful to anybody. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and to put in perspective, the girls in eight you and your points, probably the correct one as it relates to this is the way we've always done it. So this is how we are going to do it. Um, there's select out here that I've seen where there's kid pitch at you going into 10 you. Right. So there's girls out there working on pitching. Now, again, I touched on California having a lot more softball leagues and it being a lot more populated as it relates to here um, where we're at in Texas, which is a pretty, pretty big populous area. I think right close to Houston ish. I mean, the, the amount of softball teams out here are ridiculous, but out there, it was honestly uh -huh. like looking back on it, it was probably double this just in terms of girls playing softball, which was great. And, um, you know, league was just hyper competitive out there. Like, and it's, it's just so interesting from what you've shared and what other friends and families and parents that I met out here have shared that league just after the eight, you was just not really super competitive out here, which is wild. My, to me let me ask you this. Because they're eight. Like, let me ask you this. I know there are some absolutely incredible select organizations that come out of California. Yes. But do you are like are is it similar to Texas where there is an abundance of select teams or do, or are those not as common and league is more more so common? So fun 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 question. So we were kind of just entering that world or just looking into that world before we moved out here and you know, we don't have a ton of experience. We have the all-star experience, if you will. Um, I believe out here that the the I would liken it to Katie Fire. So I would say um, it was like a and I, I say Katie Fire because that's the only one that I'm that I'm aware of um, as it relates to like a feeder system, right? So out there, yes. each 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 one would have their feeder system. Um, Mark, this and or, that. Yes, yes, and there was a ton and a ton and a ton of teams. Like you could go any weekend, and there would be in your age group between sixteen and twenty four teams playing that were all within a 20, 30 mile radius. Like there was that. I'm, I'm telling you, just there's that many leagues out there. There's one for each city. The cities are super close, and because there's so many kids and the crew schools are overcrowded, this is a completely different California. Now we're really getting into California versus Texas. Let's go. <laughs> no, but, but you, hold on, you touched. Hold on, you touched on yeah. a keyword. So you say there are a tons of leagues like close together, like, but that's still league play, right? That's not considered select or travel ball. No. Okay. So not in the sense of which we're used to it out here traveling now travel ball um, out there is a little different because uh, the, like you could go to turn. Okay. So out here, our tournaments are what? Cyber Dias is probably the closest one, probably a Rose Ridge. If there's a tournament there, that's between about 40 minutes away out here. Anything else is about an hour away, hour 10. Out there, because the cities are so populated and so close. I mean, Jessica, I'm not even kidding. I can get in my car and drive five cities in 25 minutes, including traffic. Like the cities are crazy condensed. 
not necessarily it's like not East Coast awful. high risers. It wasn't great. Um, but this again, episode all- is giving me anxiety just thinking about that. So it's just, it's just different though. Like as it relates to like, it was kind of travel because whereas the league out here, there are tournaments at the end of season were kind of. And hold I don't on. Know when you, is. hold on. When you say travel, are we now, so there's different things, right? There's yes. their league, there's all-stars. So travel all-stars, travel all-stars. Was, so, okay. Yeah, so, so, so to so, me, so we have our, yes. So, so let's break it down a little bit. So you've got your league play that feeds into all-stars. A tournament. Teams. No, to a yes. tournament. And yes. then at the end of that tournament, the they take like 20 girls and split them up between two teams and they go into tournaments that are travel. But because there are so many different leagues, like it's truly like a travel experience because these girls It's like I mean, your just, own little like mini hub of like so it's it's wild because select teams. And it's wild because the, the the league in which Easton came from had 17 teams in 10 years last year or 16. Like it's wild of like 10 to 10 to 11 girls. Like they have that many kids out there playing in that city. So those teams, those girls, it was a truly quote unquote elite experience, a, a, a all-star experience inside that league because like I've been told out here that a lot of it, and I'm sure out there as well was like, who do you know? Now my kid pitched. So that made it easier for Easton to be, I mean, to, to make a team just based on her, skill set right like everyone needs a pitcher but um like out there there's so many girls just that like there's so many leagues with so many kids so it was a local travel but really an all-star experience as it relates to probably girls comparable to the to again the 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 katie fire which feeds into blaze right i mean i believe it's what it's called like two tiers right um but it's kind of like that dude there were so many teams and so many girls so it was a it was travel, but in a different way. Now California, like I said, is more condensed, more packed in. So it necessarily you don't have to go as far. Now, as far as the travel experience seen out there, I mean, it's the same thing. Like out here, you have the bombers, and there, I see a lot of impact gold. Um, you know, I see like a couple other organizations out here, like the strikers and the hot shots, and that's like out there it was firecrackers. Um, it was yeah. Mercado. It was um now Mercado, obviously, you know, California, large Hispanic base. It was huge out there. Huge Mercado was huge um it um there was mercado there was firecrackers corona angels massive in california there's a little bit of ig out there i know that i know of one um california bombers team but like bombers are not big out there impact gold like i think i know of one just again from family and or not from family but from well i guess family softball family out there that their kids are playing there now but it's just a ton of like out out here we have like 50 bombers teams like out there there's like 50 firecrackers and there's 50 corona angels it's just kind of like similar like that and tons and tons and tons of mercado tons of mercado so out there and of course you're i mean it's funny we talk about this all the time about everyone starting an organization for like two months and then finding having to find new teams right like it's it's ton of that too like tons and tons so i would say that in terms of california versus texas as it relates to travel ball teams and the populace and the amount of teams i would say it's probably similar now granted i'm comparing los angeles to houston area both of which are hotbeds for softball so it's kind of funny to be able to compare those from different states given where we're locally i mean we met even at that um that AAG thing, the All American Games thing that we went to and did like girls from different different parts of the country, local but different parts of the country, like in terms of Minnesota, like coming down a little bit. I mean, we we met friends, and of course, I met friends of some of the moms, some of the dads, and I follow them on Facebook and follow their their leagues. Now in Minnesota, like I see them posting those those same travel girls are playing in the same two hour radius against the same team. There's like eight travel teams in that area. Like within hours of each other. Out here, it's just so huge, Jess. Like it's it's softball is crazy big out here. Like I, I can't if, if you're not from this part of the country, like I cannot explain to you how many teams there are. Like it is unfathomable. 
really, truly. It's just what we're used to is what we know, right? Like you throw you throw a quarter in the ocean and you come out with with three girls. Like, and and I'm not kidding, but I'm somewhat kidding. Like, there's so many girls entering and leaving league going to select. And I kind of went off so on a tangent. It sounds here, like no, no, no. So it sounds like here we have less we have less girls in little league but then a ton of select options so yes. when i say select i'm not talking about all-stars which is an extension of the little league season yes Typically your your little league they'll they'll feed into an all-star team and then that all-star team will go play tournaments and they'll travel and then at that point they will either make a decision to go like start a select team which is what happens 9.9 .9 times out of 10 or those girls will go back into little league. Um, yeah. Out here. So that's, man, that's crazy. No, and I to your remember, point, I think just too, I think to your point, I think you're back into going to a really different direction that I want to hear. But I think to your point um, out there, I feel like it's, there's a lot of select ball out there and there's a lot of new teams popping up, but I feel like out here, and I don't say this with a negative connotation, but I, but I think there's a lot of more, they're just teams out here for the sake of having teams, I think is what you're getting at, right? Like way more, not, I don't want to say all-star C-class level, because there are different levels, right? C, all-star, B, A, elite, travel, whatever you want to, however you want to say it, national. Like, I feel like out here, there's just way more teams where they could combine, like where they could combine teams and make like half of the teams and there would still be a super competitive market. But out here, I feel like each team has like three or four like incredible girls and then all the other ones are doing really good in developing, but they're not at the same level. Like, I feel like the talent's really spread out after the top out here, if that makes sense. Absolutely. No, I would agree with that. And that's that's kind of what I was getting at, too, is basically right now, at least in Texas, we have an abundance of select teams um, to the point where a bunch of those teams have players that should still be playing little league and they have so much to learn, but for whatever reason you get parents involved and coaches and then they just go say like Joe Schmo start a, start a select team, um, which is, which is what happens a lot out here, which that's, that's actually something that I have been happy. I've, I've been getting a lot of calls from little leagues out here um, that are either looking to participate in the winter ball programs or that are interested in the all-star selection or whatever the case may be, but are also interested in select. And they've been basically just poking my brain and asking questions about like, Hey, what about fields? What about practices? What about insurance? Like, what do I, what do you recommend? So, so just let me ask you a question. Is there any way that you could suggest a better, like, intro level to select experience like a more unified all-star quote-unquote level experience do you think is that um, doable i think it is but it's got to be more so like to me i think it's got to be a some sort of partnership or program through a little league so um i know that katie fire tries to do it and so basically yeah. at, at kgsa they feed into the all-stars which is katie fire and then katie fire has the option to become a select team which is katie blaze and um i think that they have the right idea in doing that but i think that they need something in the middle uh that's going to provide training resources for both coaches for players, um, for parents, that's a huge one. Like a lot of the things that so we're saying, Katie Fire comes about, across. So Katie Fire comes with parent coaches. That is an all star that that feeds into their own teams, typically. Correct. Correct. 
So just, here's, just, here's just, just to circle, just, hold on, Jess, because I think it ties into it. Just to circle back to what you were saying earlier, the, the quote was 100 players can work on the same pitching, hitting, fielding, strength training, and mental performance. All receive the same level of instruction, yet growth per player is different. The instruction slash instructor is a tool. So I think that's what you're kind of saying, right? Like, it's just yes. the coaching. So, well, no, yes and no. So it's basically they they need to know what they're getting into by going from league to select so that they can make info better and informed decisions about How that experience. That and if that's knowing. the right thing for their child. So like, I, I just feel like a lot of select teams in this area are very like sales pitchy um, and are trying to, it's more of a money grab or how many teams you've got in your organization. And I, that's a terrible way to go about it. Um, but I think if, if leagues out here and I'm, I'm working very hard with our local leagues to try and get something like this in place. But I think if little leagues were like, be, okay, here's the deal. Select softball is not for everyone. You should be able to have a Can place. Can you explain what that means? When yeah. You say so, that? Cause I know what you mean when you say that, but, but try to yeah. explain what you're saying from your point so, of view. So little league, that's where you learn the game. That's where you develop the game. That's where you get reps. And then once you're at a point where you want to play more competitively and you want to give up your weekends, then you sign up for select. Um, and so that is travel related. That's going to be more expensive. Select should be for players that want to like level up on their softball skills, on the teams that they're playing, that have a competitive spirit. Um, Can so, I play devil's advocate before you get too far? Sure. So, so, so you're saying we talked about some girls kind of like if they don't make a select team potentially going back to league, but say you have a girl who's not quite there yet at a quote unquote talented select level, but it's, but it's not, and I don't want to say stuck, but it's in league ball with, with people who are doing their best to help them using resources they find online, but don't have the natural, um, you didn't play it growing up or aren't quite sure. How do we cut the difference? How do we split the difference? How do we help the girls who want to get there, but don't have the resources, especially in these rural areas, rural are well, you are to help them if you're local to katie you send them to my camps <laughs> um yes. and that we're, yeah that's um that's basically all things softball in a short period of time um also looking at getting them maybe into some some group training or some lessons where they can kind of fine tune and enhance their skills to get them where they are ready uh, for playing select, but they can also play league to where they're basically fine tuning themselves in an, as an individual, but still getting the softball IQ and the repetition and all of that from league play so that eventually they're better prepared to make that switch over to select. I would like to quickly touch on as well. You, you, you said something uh, just passingly um, giving up their weekends now. Okay. So I'm trying to think how I want to phrase this. So as a parent, of someone whose daughter um eats, breathes, sleeps softball, who for Christmas, Coach Jess, you told the kid two years ago, sweetheart, you're a pitcher or you're a catcher, and you're we have Cora, so you're not a catcher. You're a pitcher. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you you I mean not really, but basically. Um I'm on the parent of a child who literally asked for for Christmas, what do you want for Christmas? And she said, I want new catching gear. Mind you, the catching gear she had since she was eight years old, she still uses all the time, even though I mean not off a pitch back. And I said, what else? She's like, well, I mean, if you're asking me, like, what else do you want? And she tells me, well, Coach Heather does catching lessons. I'm like, we're not doing this. Like, she's <laughs> like, just for fun, ju ju just for fun. And I actually might ask Coach Heather just for fun because I think she would enjoy it, just, just enjoy the crap out of it. But when you say give up your weekends and select ball, so if you're the parent who 
man, we got practice on a Tuesday. Well, why, why is my coach practicing twice this week? You know, um, why, why are we playing two games on the weekends and select ball, whether your child is ready is probably not what's right for you or your family at that moment. When coach just says ready to give up your weekend, she is talking two times a month, giving up your weekends. Yeah, no, I wasn't kidding there. Like that's very much a, a family commitment. So when you talk about like, how do we bridge that gap between Yes, that's what I want to get to. How do we bridge it? You, so you provide resources as a league to your players, your parents and your coaches, knowing that they're not one, that girls are not going to play in little league forever, but two, you're going to have a mix of commitment levels. You're going to have a mix of um, financial capabilities for each family. You're going to have a mix of talent and drive and passion for the game. Like, it's unrealistic to think like girls should be in league forever. Like we want them to go and play select one, and challenge themselves. The ones and who want it, right? Yeah, the exactly the ones who want it and the families that can commit to what that takes, whatever whatever that commitment looks like for different teams and different organizations. But so, so I, we do a lot of things for the siblings as well because we always joke, right? Like they are just as much a part of the team as the girls because they give absolutely. up everything. They give up absolutely. everything. But, um, but so like on bridging that gap, we've got to, as a league, we've got to start having more, more clinics, maybe weekly training options where, um, I get, I mean, look at me, look at Heather. I guarantee you there are coaches out there that would love to come and do something with leagues on a like weekly basis where players can sign up. And if they want additional training, uh, on a night a week or whatever, like you provide that as a resource, knowing that, like maybe they're not getting what they need or what they expected at a league, but you also have this quote unquote level up, level up option. Like I talked about. And I do think that, um, you know, I, I will, I will circle back devil's advocate Lee, you know, location being different, like what you might see in high school softball, you might have high school softball players in different parts of the country where softball isn't as booming, if you will, that are, you know, out of league and it's, and it's, it's different and it's comparable. But I think for those girls, who are in those situations and in those locations, I think this is something great that Fundamental Fast Pitch will continue to provide and, and can expand on in the future, Jess, where we're going to be able to reach girls online in a digital median, um, you know, kind of that way as well. Because there's, and I just keep going back to it, mainly because I met all these ladies with all their adorable children who came down hours and states over to play in the AAG games. And they do not, and, and these girls are in their local travel, right? Like their league travel, but they don't, some of these girls who are really super into it, it was a huge experience for them out there because they don't have that type of company. Like, like we met two girls, right? I'm going to, I don't remember their names. They were fantastic little girls, but like, and their parents were like, oh, they're great. This, and they, and they were great and super talented for 10 years old and this and that. But when they got out with a lot of the girls who were local to this area and that tournament was a lot of local to this area because it was in the Houston area. And I just talked about it being so populous out here. Like they were overwhelmed. Like truly, and then and I'm not saying that to be disparaging, that they were fantastic, but they were overwhelmed just based on the competition that they had been seeing. By far the best in their league, but it was uncomparable. So I think fundamental fast pitch just we can continue to focus on helping those kids who don't have that 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 necessary um, market or that those type of coaching or or like pitching coaches or hitting coach. Like they don't have that. How many do we have out here? We have tons. You know what yes. I mean? Like no, I think it's a sure. huge, huge, huge thing that you can do for them, we can do for them. 
and having those type yeah. of resources online and 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 PDFs and and drills and all that thing. Yes, softball school. Yep, coming yes. up, working on it. I promise. <laughs> um, and that's man, that's something that I am so excited for. All of the things here and like probably next year, looking at some those, of those things, things just are are tough for me and and truly pull on my heartstrings because those are so many of those girls that we met over the, those three days who were just as invested and wanted to play just as bad as some of the girls that are on our team, but did not come from an area where it was available. It just wasn't. Yes. No, for sure. And I, I mean, yes, I want to be able to help anyone and everyone with anything and everything softball related. So that's, that's something that we have to look forward to, but circling back just to the whole like Texas versus California situation, I think we do have a lot of similarities. It sounds like maybe a few differences just in terms of structure and setup of softball, but on that, uh, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to have to get something changed on that drop third strike rule. Cause that's, that's not I mean, keeping up with the times <laughs> and it's and it's not and it's really not fair for the girls you know to have to not have to finish a play like it's tough enough if you're if you're facing a girl who's pretty good or is on the older end of it you and you're on the younger end and her catcher doesn't have to catch the ball doesn't have to finish the play like it's it's very well, difficult like it's like you don't need yeah. a catcher you really don't well and on that note too like it's very hard let's say you play in little league and then you go to all-stars and everybody in the all-star tournaments are playing the drop third strike rule but if what you go this? back to little league for 10 you now you don't suddenly don't do it anymore like it just it doesn't make sense to me it's like you're doing two steps forward but one step back right because these are the best girls so they should be playing with all the rules but they don't have the rules to practice on on the right what do you mean i'm a pitcher covering home it's just it's, it's it's like like oh and home not being open in AU home was not open in AU so like a wild pitch doesn't matter home's closed can't take home don't don't want to get anybody hurt wild to me wild yeah that's tough I um I had a hard time out here so my daughter she's only in her second season of of little league she just finished up actually but her first season she played uh, baseball in the fall she played t ball with the boys and I man. I, I think that was significantly harder to watch than it, anything coaching I've ever done. But it, I just, I was so frustrated. Jessica, I promise you it gets better. I promise you. Trust Man, me. It gets no, it's, better. it's already gotten better because we moved her from T-ball. She was five playing up with eight-year-olds, almost nine-year-olds. Um, but I've got one of those kids that like, she like, she hacked. She had probably one of the hardest swings in the whole league. Like she's not, she's sliding to every base. I mean, she's grown up at the softball field. So yeah. when you have a kid like that and you put her into a, a little league situation where, um, like for T-ball, for example, and this is probably common. I still don't agree with it. So I'm going to rant a little bit, but you put them into T-ball and they bat the entire lineup. They can only run one base at a time. They don't keep score. They don't Let's, keep track of outs. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's, it's the.